Building with Jesus is my title for it. Um, I looked up the definition of parable. An earthly story with a heavenly meaning. An earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Jesus used, used them deliberately to shock, provoke, and produce a response in his hearers. Shock, provoke, and produce a response in his hearers. His timing is, is amazing. Like when Jesus was here and he was walking on the earth, the planet at that time was in a time where you basically worked all day, then you came home and you spent time with your family. That just doesn't happen a lot anymore these days. It should. I try to do a better job at it myself. So people could go out and, you know, you didn't have cell phones and all that. And people would communicate. They would tell their testimonies about, man, this Jesus guy, what he did and what he was saying. So let's start off with Matthew seven twenty four through 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. 26. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. I was in the hospital last night visiting someone in the ER, and it was a family that goes here, husband and wife, they have this, this huge faith. And they're, they're like, he's getting surgery this morning, and he's like, you know what? They're like, it's good, God has this. And I was thinking of this parable, because it, it talks about storms of life, and they're going through one. And this is something I wrote, so this isn't in the Bible. This is just John Beliveau here. The wise and foolish builders, 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his life with me. I'm waiting on the doctor's report. I'm worried about my children. And life is getting tough, and I'm feeling all alone. Yet, I did not fall because I'm building my life with Jesus Christ, who is my rock and Savior. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who did not reach out to me. I'm waiting on the doctor's report. I'm worried about my children, and life is getting tough, and I'm feeling all alone. And I feel like I'm going to fall, and I wish I had someone to reach out to. That's just my analogy of that. I mean, wow, only if we knew when the storms of life were going to hit us and when they were coming at us, could we prepare or already have been prepared? Because we never know when the things of life happen. They can happen in a second it can just change your life and rock your world. The way we, we, the way we prepare is, is to build and lean on Jesus. I know so many of you in this room right now that have inspired me because of the storms that you all have been through. And you come here and you share them. And that's building your foundation and you're building someone else's foundation when you share that. Again, so many of you have been through just some stuff and things of life, but man, you just come out of it and you're like, Jesus is great and it's just such a blessing when you share those stories. So thank you so much. This, this parable is talking about how people will build their holes in the terrain that they lived at at the time. The area they lived in where Jesus was preaching had a lot of dry stream beds 
which a foolish man might easily build on instead of the safer slopes. Again, Jesus was great at giving analogies. Such a stream bed was called a wadi, and I might be butchering that word because I'm very good at butchering words in the Bible. W-A-D-I. It's a very sandy area where people would, again, build the foundation in their house, and it would save them the efforts of hauling rock up. On, instead of building up on the rock, they would settle for down in the sand. All would go well until the rainy seasons came and when the water would become a raging river of destruction. Again, Jesus would love to shock and provoke his people by telling the stories he told. This raises the question... Are we prepared for the day of the judgment that is to come upon mankind? We need to take care, and we need, we need to take care of how we are building our lives. The parable warns so that you may be able to stand in the testing that will come upon God's people before the kingdom comes to its fullness. You know, growing up here on the beach... Um, I grew up down the street here in Indy Atlantic, and a lot of um, houses that were built on the beach, on the sandy dunes, a lot of the condos that were built on the sandy dunes, because it's sand, and it's really not bedrock or like a hard, the rock gets harder the further west you go, they would, you know, they drill way down, and they, they, they make that foundation. They work for a long time on that foundation, because that foundation is what's going to support that house when the storms come through, when the hurricanes come through. One house uh, straight out from my street that goes to A1A, they went 40 feet with cement beams all around it. I know there's some builders in here that can relate to how that happens. And it was just an amazing thing to watch. So when that hurricane comes, and if that dune all washes away, that house is going to be standing on cement stilts. Uh, Our first point, number one, are we working on building our foundation? James 1.22 Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. I love that. That's one of my favorite verses because any verse that we read, anything that y'all are struggling with, everything in life is in this Bible if you need help. I don't care what you're going through. It's in here. If you can't find it and you're looking for it and you're struggling with it, call me. If I can't find it, I can go to Steve, Anthony, Jason. A lot of those guys have been doing this a lot longer than me and I lean on them a lot. For stuff so it's in here it's totally in here and again this applies to every scripture that you read do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself do as it says so why is it like if our house needs a repair if there's a if there's a break in the window a crack in the window we go and we fix it because we don't want water to come in our house if there's a leak in our roof same thing we get up there we fix it or we pay someone to fix it that takes time and money even our bodies, if we fall, hurt ourselves. I hurt myself all the time on accident. Nowadays, my wife just laughs at me. Um, I'm good at hurting myself, and I'm good at fixing myself. But anyways, if I need stitches, I've got to go to the doctor. That takes time. You go and you get stitched up. So why don't we take more time to repair our spiritual walk? So many of us, some of us do, some of us don't. Some of us might spend a lot of time. Some of us might spend a little bit of time. A lot of times is there's distractions or we're too busy in life and we just, we could be struggling with something. Instead of leaning on God, instead of building with Jesus, we just try and do it on our own and most times it doesn't get done. I'm going to tell on myself right now, 
I'm guilty of some of that. Friday night, we had Lyft. It was an amazing concert. It was awesome. You guys rocked the house. This place was packed. This place was packed. Um, I heard so many great testimonies. People giving their life to the Lord. People, I can't get into all of them, just some awesome testimonies. And it was such a, just an awesome night. But, so I knew how my day was that, that day, Friday. And I had so many things I had to do. I did something really stupid because I wanted to be here the whole event. So one of the things I did was cut my lawn. I could have cut my lawn the next day, but I was all worried about the rain coming. Let me get my lawn so it looks good. And I've got things in my life that I'm struggling with. I would have rather been here. So I actually came late, and you guys can boo me. I came late, and I left early. Yeah. I'll receive it. I I deserve it. I mean, I, I came late and left early. I didn't get that full worship time in. I didn't get that full time to just spend with God and thank him for the things he's done in my life and ask him for the things that I need to change in my life. I was not building my foundation that night. You know, we all get so busy. Like that, yesterday, again, I was just busy. Really didn't pray much. Had just such a busy day. My wife and I went on a bike ride, did some stuff around the house. Didn't even shower the entire day. My hair was kind of just greasy looking and then... In the evening around 7.30, I had to go to the ER. Uh, someone from the church, something happened, and I rushed out there to be with them. And when you walk in Holmes Regional, you walk in the doors, the emergency room, there's a desk right to the right and some wheelchairs. And I'd just been running all day. I walked in, and the guy gets up, and he grabs a wheelchair, and he goes, are you here to see a doctor? <laughs> I'm like, man, do I look that bad? We, we need to be trusting God rather than ourselves. Jesus said, trusting yourself is like building on the sand, but trusting God is like building on bedrock. He is training us to cultivate a thankful mindset. This is like building your house on a firm rock where the storm's life cannot shake you when you build with Jesus and you build on him and you build with him. As you learn these lessons, you are to teach them to others. So many of us in this room, we've all been through some life stuff. Some are older, some are younger than me. But as you learn these lessons, Jesus tells us you are to teach them to others. My mom has so much wisdom. I love hearing her. She helps people a lot. She talks to people a lot. She's been through life, and she can relate to people, and she'll share her life with some people. So by doing that, She's building her foundation, and she's building other people's foundations. It's a double win. It's a win-win situation. He will open up the way before you one step at a time. Anytime you ever want to share your stories with someone, he'll be there for you. A few weeks ago, I was talking to someone here at the church. They were telling me what God's done in their life. It was just this amazing story. And I broke, and, and he broke, and we're crying, and we're like, God's so amazing, and as I was leaving, I was pulling out of here on the O'Galley, and I just, the Holy Spirit came upon me, and I just, I started crying really hard, like hysterically crying. It was an awesome cry. I just felt like the Lord was just, man, saying, yes, enjoy this moment. There was a guy beside me, and as I pulled out, I was going up to A1A, and I got to A1A, and I was still crying so hard that I had to pull over. And when I pulled over on the side of the road, he pulled over with me. I thought it was kind of weird, you know. So he walks up to my car, and I roll the window down, and he goes, man, you're crying. Are you okay? And I looked at him, and I said, man, I love Jesus. 
and he ran. He did. He took off. True story. He's like, you Jesus freak or something. I'm like, yeah, that's me. I love him. He just, he took off. I wanted to tell him what I was crying about, but I'm like, man, you pulled over. Don't pull over and run on me. What, what, you, what you do cannot be separated from what you believe. What you do cannot be separated from what you believe. Jesus, Jesus exposed those who sounded religious but had no personal relationship with him. On Judgment Day, our relationship with Jesus, our acceptance of him as our Savior and our obedience to him will matter. Many people think that if they are good people and they are saying religious things, they will be rewarded in eternal life. Do we really know Jesus? Are we really building with Jesus? In reality, faith in Jesus is what will count at the day of judgment. Judgment day is the final day of reckoning. Man, when God will settle all accounts, to build on a solid rock means to be hearing, responding, not a phony, superficial one. Practicing obedience becomes a solid foundation to weather the storms of life. One of my stories about building on the rock myself was years ago before I was in, employed here, I was in sales and um, things were taking a turn and my wife and I, we almost lost our house. My pay disappeared. It just got really tough. And I've already accepted, this was after I accepted Jesus into my life and you know, I'm thinking, woohoo, everything's supposed to be good. Nope. We all know that. The storms will come. Well, the storm I was in, it was just a bad financial storm. And, you know, I was worried. I was worried. Didn't know what to do. With that note, as I said, Jesus can break you down sometimes and build you up and make you stronger. You know, I, I talk with people now. I've, I've been there. I can, people are going through financial stuff. I've been there. My wife, I've got a pretty good-sized backyard, and I love to... Um, garden or tr I, I move plants a lot. She thinks I'm weird because I move my trees around. There's nothing wrong with moving your trees around. They'll grow naturally from seeds from other palms and I'll let them grow and then I'll move them over here by a sprinkler because they get water and they grow quicker. And I can give them away and bless somebody or I can plant them somewhere else in my yard. Well, when I'm watering them and I'm holding my hose, the water's coming out. But what happens when you, when you put your thumb on the end of that hose? You're, you're squeezing it, but what happens? It shoots out even further. That stream of water grows. And that's what Jesus does in our lives. We're in those storms sometimes. If you're building with him, he's going to help you grow through it. Jesus says, if we hear the word, but do not follow it, a fool, he called us a fool. Every person, regardless of their spirituality or lack of, or lack of has storms. At one time or another, we all experience storms in our lives. Perhaps you are in the middle of one right now. Maybe it's a storm of sickness. Maybe it's a storm of depression. It could be a financial situation or some sort of strain in your relationship. For me, I've got several. One thing I've been struggling with is I just turned 50 and I'm forgetting stuff. So I, I talked to some friends of mine that are older in their 60s and 70s and they're like, you know, that's normal. You're going to forget some things, you know. Life's happening. Your mind's getting older. So I was talking to Joe Lamberth about it. And he says, man, I've got this tea. It's yerba mate tea. 
and it helps your, it helps your memory. Get it on Amazon. They're supposed to, they use it in medical areas. It's, it's 100% just this tea tree, and you drink the tea, and it helps your memory, and it also improves. You get a little, little hyper from it. It gets your boost up like caffeine or something. So I'm on the beach one day talking to another gentleman. I believe he's a few years younger than me, and we're, we're sharing this story about memory. And I'm like, his name's Sean. He's here right now. And I'm like, Sean, man, we're talking about memory. I'm like, yeah, I'm forgetting stuff. I mean, I found this tea. This guy gave me this tea, turned me on to it. My wife's been making it for a couple weeks. Man, I'm drinking it, and I'm remembering stuff. Stuff's coming back to me the past couple weeks. And he's like, that's awesome. He goes, what's it called? And I go, I can't remember. (laughs) Then he says, that is the stupidest conversation I've ever been in. Here you are bragging about this tea. And you can't even, you're getting me all hyped up. And I never got back to you, neither did I. I forgot that too. I was supposed to get back to you. <laughs> Another one I just went through was um, yesterday. I wake up in the morning and I'm doing some stuff. And uh, yesterday morning, I wake my daughter up for school, 7 a.m. I wake her up and she kind of looks at me and she's like, she does that some nights, mornings, and she'll go right back to sleep. So my wife gets up and I go, hey, Mary, I just woke up Lucia you know, for 7 o'clock to get ready for school. And Mary, my wife looks at me and she goes, why'd you wake her up? And I'm, you know, I'm like, because it's Friday. She goes, it's Saturday. So I woke my poor daughter up on the one day she could sleep in. <laughs> storms, can take, storms can take on a lot of different forms, but they all share a common tendency. They trend to inhibit or stop your progress towards the wonderful plan God has for your life. Don't let these storms stop you. Plow through, lean on Jesus, build with Jesus. Don't fall. Don't fall into the trap of convincing yourself of something. He's a God of second chances. It's never too late to start building on your foundation with Jesus. I accepted, I knew Jesus my whole life. But I really accepted him into my heart when I was about 42 years old. And I mean, I truly understood he's Jesus. And my life has been wonderful. If there's something in your life you want to change, start building a foundation. Make your foundation stronger. Build it with Jesus. Don't give up when things get tough. Lots of those times, like I said, they're building moments. They are building moments. Don't give up. Don't go back to some old habits. Don't start doing things you shouldn't do. Thank God for it. I mean, this could be a building moment. God can take a test and turn it into a testimony. It's amazing. One of the biggest moments for me where I truly understood where one of my growth moments is when I truly understood God's in control of everything. He's in control of everything. We can think that we know someone and try to change someone, but he's in control of everything. We used to hold a Bible study at my house. Kim and Eric Bissonette taught it, and God worked through them to teach me that. Some days we'd have three people at our Bible study. Some nights we'd have 30. I'm like, man, there's only three people here. And they'd say, don't worry. God meant it that way. And a lot of those times when there was only three or four people, someone in that small group would open up and just lift stuff off and say, man, I'm going through this. Let's talk about it. To where they wouldn't do it if there was 30 people there. So for me, that was huge understanding that God's in control. Number two, 
Is our foundation strong enough? Timothy 4, 6 through 8. If you point these things out to, to the brothers, you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus, brought up in the truth of, brought up the truth of faith and the good teaching that you have followed. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly, for physical training is of some value, but godliness, godliness has, has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Spiritual fitness requires spiritual exercise, and physical fitness requires physical exercise. Faith is like a muscle. It must be utilized and exercised in order for it to grow. Question is, how do you and how do I, how are we exercising our faith? What are we doing in our lives, which we should be doing every day? Every day we should at least take a few minutes to spend time with Jesus. Are you getting plugged in somewhere? A life group, reading your Bible, daily devotions. I love Jesus Calling. It's about a four-minute read. Four-minute read. We all have four minutes. I don't care how busy you are or who you are. We all have four or five minutes to spend time with Jesus. I encourage you to do that in the morning because so many times, like, I do it at night and something happens, I'm like, oh, I wish I would have read that. I could have avoided this whole problem. Could have went through it different. Some athletes can talk a great game, but that tells you nothing about their athletic skills. And not everyone who talks about heaven belongs to God's kingdom. Jesus is more concerned about our walk than our talk. He's more concerned about our walk than our talk. We can all talk, but he's more concerned about our walk than our talk. He wants us to do right, not just say the right words. For me, in my physical nature, I need help. I can't work out on my own anymore. I need help in my spiritual, too. I, I'm always asking people, hey, let's pray together or help me pray or you know, I pray to Jesus. Um, Trinity Fitness, I love it. A lot of you know about it. I go to Trinity Fitness for several reasons, but one reason is the trainers there will come alongside you and they'll help you. Not overwhelmingly, you know, not get in your face, not like they do it with love. It's a Christian-based Christian gym. It's incredible. Um, every once in a while, while I'm there, you know, I'll catch myself sneaking out to catch my breath. And some of the personal trainers that know me and we're friends with, they'll sneak out right behind me and they'll say, let's go back in, John. This isn't break time. And I like that. I, I, I welcome that because I need that. I need that. Try to do things on your own. It's just tough. I'm sorry. On television, too, there's so many things on TV that People are trying to get younger, and you know, if you do a million abs, you're going to get abs and buy this machine, and, and that's good. That's all great. But anything you want to do in life, and if that's one thing which a lot of us want to stay in shape, um, get fit with Jesus, because once you get fit with Jesus, all is so much easier. Once you get right with Jesus, anything you're trying to do in life, anything in your life that you're trying to overcome, any situation you're in, he'll make it a whole lot easier. After the storm blows over and you're building that rock foundation, he will re you will rejoice in him who helped you through it. Athletes train for events. Baseball players train for events. People train when they need to do something, so they exercise. So we need to train our minds and our hearts as well. 
We need to take time out and build with Jesus, with our minds and with our hearts, as much as we possibly can. You know, we're always in a hurry. I'm guilty of that. My mom will tell you that. My wife will tell you that. To where I, I, I'm praying to slow down a little bit. You know, I'm just, I'm just wired that way. I'm always going. I'm the guy that will drive through the drive-through and pay for my food and go right through the second window and not even get it. And then I'm too embarrassed to go pick it up. That's just wasting money there. Bodybuilders will actually tear their muscle apart when they are lifting heavy weights. But to correct them, they will nourish their bodies to nourish that muscle, to nourish your body back up. And it's the same way with us. Sometimes we get broken down, but we get in the Word and we get that nourishment. You get in the Word, you read the Bible, our love letter that Jesus left for us, and it'll build you up. We have to go outside our comfort zone sometimes to overcome the situation we are in. If you want to know where you're going or where you'll be in the next month, tomorrow, next year, take a real good look at who you're hanging around. I'm not saying we should not. If people are not doing the right things in life, I'm not saying we're better than them. Absolutely not. Just take a look at that. If anything, you need to be in their lives to help them through the storms that they're going through. If not, tell them what Jesus is doing in your life also. Number three, building with Jesus. Is our foundation built on rock or on sand? James 1, 23 and 25. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard. Again, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it. He will be blessed in what he does. We need to talk about our priorities in life. We really need to focus on scripture about prayer and about how, that, how faith can move mountains, any situation we're in. And whatever storm you are going through right now, we're all going through storms. Some of you are going through hurricanes. Some of you are going through tornadoes. Again, just keep praying to Jesus and he'll help you build your foundation. When you really have that faith that comes through prayer, through building a relationship with Christ Jesus, all things are possible. We all know that. All things are possible with Jesus. To what degree does your life reflect the directions Jesus gave in this sermon? Are you building on rock or are you building on sand? Most people do not deliberately seek to build on faults of, of interior foundations. Instead, they just don't think about their life's purpose because every single person in this room has purpose. I don't care what you're going through, every single person in this room, in this community, and on the planet, when God created you, he gave you a purpose. Everybody has purpose. And when you find out the different seasons you're in, there's different kinds of purposes. One for me is when we were in Hoover, I was setting up chairs every Sunday for 13 months, and I loved it. I, and I surf. I love surfing. All my surfing buddies were like, man, dude, why aren't you surfing? I'm like, I'm setting chairs up for people 
They're going to come to church today. I felt real purpose through that. And I clung on to it, and I kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And I was doing it for the Lord. Wasn't doing it for me. And I was doing it for people to come and sit in those chairs and hopefully accept Jesus into their life. Today, in, in modern times, there's so much stuff, the iPhones, computers, everybody's trying to new these products. One thing that we never need to forget is God never changes. How comforting is that? Here's one purpose. Pray with someone you don't know or pray for someone you don't know. If you see someone going down the street and they look troubled, just pray for them. If you feel really comfortable, pray with them. So many people in this room, Eric, I love Eric, man. Someone will say, hey, pray for me. He's like, let's pray right now. He'll put his arm around you and he'll just start praying for you right there on the spot. I love it. It's amazing. It's weird at first. Like when my wife and I started praying together and my kids, it was weird. It's like, man, you know. But once you start doing it and it becomes natural, just like getting up and putting your pants on and walking out the door. It's just a natural thing. And again, how neat will it be one day if you, to be in heaven and you, you prayed for someone that you didn't even know and you meet up with them? How cool would that be? I mean, that's just a mind blower. So again, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus compares at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. There were several points that he talked about. The two people, one listened and one didn't. They both had different circumstances in life. But the, the outcome was different also. Again, what you put in, I love when Pastor Jason talks about it. What you put in comes out. If you're putting this word in you, it's going to come out of you. If you put the word in you, if you're surrounding yourself with godly people, it's going to show. It's going to come out of you. Restoration will always get you to build your foundation. You can always restore you can always rebuild your foundation no matter where you're at in life. There's people in this room right now, again, that I know, several of you, that are going through some rocky times. And we're praying for you. And I just encourage you to keep building on your foundation no matter how hard life may seem. With that being said, let's all bow our heads. Lights down. Again, there's people in this room right now. If you would like to start building your life with Jesus, if you would like to start maybe remodeling your life, or if you'd like to accept Jesus into your life and understand he controls everything. Last service we had, people were raising their hands up everywhere. It was an amazing, amazing service at the end. So I encourage you just to, just to take a second here and just think, what's going on in your life? Do you want to build your foundation? Do you want to accept Jesus Christ as your life? Do you, again, maybe you just want to say, you know what? I'm not building on that foundation enough. I want to start doing that. Just raise your hand right now, and we'll pray for you. I see your hand. I see your hand. Oh, I see your hand. I see your hand. There's tons of hands are going up. This is incredible. Such an incredible thing. So I see your hand. Thank you. You can put it down. Oh, let's pray. Lord, Father God, thank you so much for the courage of the people that just raised their hand. Whether they gave their life to you or whether they want to start building their foundation, Lord Jesus, we love you. I pray that they make you the center point of their life, Lord. I pray that they pray for you continually and daily, Lord. 
And I pray that they understand that you are in control of everything. And it's in your mighty name we pray. Amen. And if-